This week's episode of the Star Wars Report is brought to you by the good folks supporting us over on patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. Let's do the show, folks. Gum, gum, gum. And who might you be? It's the Star Wars Report. Star Wars Report. Star Wars Report. The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. Then we can do something epic. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate. The Force. It's calling to you. Just let it in. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back. It is the Star Wars Report podcast. Let me tell you something. I think Ewan McGregor is learning a little something from uh, his namesake, Obi-Wan Kenobi, when it comes to lies and deception. Um, He's out on the circuit this week talking about how it was lies, all lies this whole time. He knew the Obi-Wan series was happening. Um, and he's spilling the details now as he's making some of the press rounds. We're going to talk about that and so much more. But before we get into all that, uh, introductions in order, I'm Riley Blant, your host. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Star Wars Report this week. Uh, and let me go ahead and bring him in. He's the producer extraordinaire of this fine program. It's Mr. Bruce Gibson. Looking, he, You discovered another Skype filter. <laughs> well, hello there. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm just filtering all over the place right now. <laughs> Black and white, blurry. What? What? Bruce, if you had Snapchat, you would be dangerous. I'm not I've gonna... had Snapchat, and then I go in there, and it's just like the only person that chats snaps with me is you. <laughs> the only person that chats snaps with you is me. Okay, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's because you haven't figured out how to use it. Well, then I deleted it. Well, no, I've st- I was using it for a little while, but yeah. I don't know. There's just so much, like, you know, when you're it's... dealing with all kinds of things. Like, I don't need any more distractions in my life you know, right now. I don't, I don't care. Speaking of distractions in your life, Mr. Mark Herlman is also here. Uh, I, I'm totally distracted too because this whole Skype filter thing you guys got Riley looks like somebody like on MTV like a VJ sitting in front of like some background that looks like it's just completely digitized Bruce mm-hmm. looks like I'm like watching him on Home and Garden right now yeah. and then I've got Wonderland behind me just like well, can you zoom in on Mark's stuff what's he got <laughs> <laughs> it is true we are all on Skype video and nobody can see it because we're not actually on, on live on YouTube or anything because that'd be crazy mm-hmm. oh wait no that's what we did last week hey if you haven't uh, catch our entire nearly two and a half hour live stream YouTube special available on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Star Wars Report. You can tune in here. Me, Bruce Gibson, Scott Rifen, Steve Glosson, Aaron Goins. Uh, I'm sure people I'm forgetting. We all have a great time talking all about Star Wars. And then the trailer debuts live. We break it down, give our first reactions. It's available right there. If you want the podcast version, that is also available for the whole stream. You, the the feed last week, the episode was our breakdown. But if you want to hear the whole live stream audio podcast, it's available right now at our Patreon, patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. A lot of plugging going on. Sorry, that's right at the top of the show. I just really had to, it just, I did like a robot. I just immediately went right there. But, but uh, Mark, I know you were not available last week live. At least you were available. This is the problem. You texted me he's right after. Now. He's end in perfect hibernation. But you're here now. I want to get your reaction, your hot take. You've had a lot longer than uh, anybody to to stew on it. The mm-hmm. final Rise of Skywalker trailer. How do we know you watched it? That is true. Did you watch it? <laughs> yeah, I shared it on our Facebook. I, I saw that. Yeah. We right. saw your yeah. actual live reaction on Facebook. Yeah, I came in hot from the uh, scout meeting. No, uh, you know, I... I'm so trepidatious about this one going in because of everything it's trying mm, to do. But yeah. so far, I am able to suspend all my expectations for this one because, like, you know, I I have to recognize that this is a different Star Wars than what I'm used to. So that makes it easy because, like, even though I didn't care for where Luke went, the fact that it says Rise of Skywalker has me just totally like, oh, my God. And then as I watch this trailer and what I didn't see is what mm. got me almost as mm. excited as what I did see. Oh. You know, because I truly, I truly believe we're going to see Hayden Christensen. I think we're going to see Ewan McGregor. I yes. think they're going to show up as Force Ghosts. I mean, think about it, we had Yoda. I wouldn't be surprised if Liam Neeson showed up somewhere at some point. Like, okay. I mean, 
I, I'm I'm expecting right. something fundamental that they're going to tell us about the force. So, At least that's my hope. And I'm I'm always I'm already getting in that area of like mm. that's it's a hope, not an expectation. Uh but when I see the different things going on in this, like it looks like we got a couple different planets. It's hard to tell if if what I originally thought was Endor of all those scenes are actually Endor, because it does kind of look like we go to Yavin 4. Um uh, the, the part with C3PO, oh my god, man. I was like almost just completely <gasps> took my breath away. Like, okay. what, what's going on there? You think about in the D23 stuff, how we saw 3PO with red eyes. It's kind of like, are mm. we going to see like a bounty hunter? Like, how cool would it be if C3PX is C3PO mm. later? Mm -hmm. Like, oh, oh, man. But yeah, there's so many things about it that has me excited. When we see Ray running and jumping and stuff, I mean, my biggest thing about the sequel trilogy is going to be what happens with the Jedi Order, you know, and mm. I, I've been re-watching The Last Jedi a lot, and like, one of the things that really sticks out is when Luke's telling Kylo, you know, you're wrong, I'm, I'm not the last Jedi, the Jedi don't die with me, mm. and I'm just like, okay, well, there's a promise there, Yeah, and maybe we'll see something, what you mean, Mark, yeah, you're and talking? I don't know necessarily if we're going to see it, or more of it's going to be that's where we leave off with Ray is that Ray's going to go off and and just kind of like Luke did on Revenge uh, Return of the Jedi, where it was like kind of expected that he was going to teach on or pass mm. on that which he's learned, and you're like, okay, is he going to do it? And then we find out that yeah, he tried, but he didn't do it right. And but then, I keep thinking, you know, and then the thirty whole, years from now, Mark, they can do like a whole other trilogy with a grumpy Ray who uh, <laughs> doesn't want to. Oh, I'd pay for that. Right? Well, I keep I keep wondering though if the rise of Skywalker, if it's not Luke, mm. that it, you know that it's Anakin, that we're gonna finally see that closure. Because I keep that's what's attached to my fear is the aspect of, you know, when Episode Six came to a conclusion, Anakin is the chosen one. He achieved balance. Everything was great. It was copacetic. And to have Palpatine back threatens that aspect of it. So it makes sense to see, just like Kenobi got to do with Maul in, in Rebels, when we found out that he was alive, we're like, oh, Kenobi got robbed that kill. You know, Kenobi still got that kill. I want to see Hayden take out Palpatine in the end. I kind of, I would rather have that be the case than seeing Ray and uh, Ben do it. I think, you know, it, there's danger in either one of them doing it, whether they do it right or wrong. By striking against Vader, or I mean, not Vader, but uh, Palpatine, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think they tread too close to the dark side, especially for Kylo. Well, because, okay, because okay, Anakin was the chosen one. And then when we get to episode six, he did bring balance to the force. But if Palpatine's back, then he didn't bring balance. So it has to be. Anakin that comes back and brings and finalizes the balance, right? Remember so, the hope. some of the original concepts though for Return of the Jedi had the spirit of Obi-Wan coming to the aid of uh Luke Skywalker. Not just the yeah. voice, but actually physically like well, pseudo physically there, uh combating the Emperor. So you have that opportunity to bring Anakin Skywalker and frankly Luke Skywalker and maybe Ray Skywalker into this final epic battle well the other thing i was watching when i was watching the last jedi again and i was thinking about you know i've i've mocked luke heavily for you know doing his force projection and then dying right yeah but when you rewatch it that's not what happened thank you mark it's taken you a while to come around yeah i but mean, <laughs> I mean he, he he you know he's exhausted by it but, but it, you, that's not what wipes him out. He climbs back up, then gets in a meditative trance, yep. mm -hmm. and then disappears. Preach and even it. Ray says, you know, like, I, it's it's acceptance, and, and I, she says something else. But it was just like, holy crap, like, he purposely left, which I still, I'm still kind of thinking about that, like, how that feels. So did, that so did Yoda, yeah. though. So did Yoda. Everyone, every Jedi that disappears into the Force didn't do it because they died. They did it because they chose to before death. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Which well, maybe, you know, I, I, I think about the fact that when I watch this movie, I know that I'm going to have so many damn questions that it's going to be hard to say whether or not I like it or not. Because even with The Last Jedi, I've been saying, no, well, the more I watch it, the more I don't like it. Although I... Now that I'm getting close to watching episode nine as mm. I'm rewatching it, I don't know. Maybe I'm more open to things. Yeah. I'm trying to kind of really grasp this version of Luke. Whereas, you know, I fundamentally love the Legends Luke so much that that was really hard for me when I first watched The Last Jedi. But now that The Rise of Skywalker's coming, and just that title, it's just like, you know, trying not to think what all that means because it's like, why would you choose that? <laughs> out of all the things out there, that's the one title that really throws a wrench at things. Like you're like, well, 
clearly Luke has to play a bigger role, right? I mean, they wouldn't just use Luke's name loosely and then yeah. just have him be just a voice. Uh, you know, think about what, what Kenobi did, right? Mm. Yeah. None of the movies that we had before that should have been the rise of Kenobi. It wouldn't have made sense. Kenobi wasn't in it long enough. Now, if they do that with Luke, I think you can have a lot of people upset. So I, I fundamentally think that we're going to have a big playing of Luke in this in some form or fashion. And then that's where I'm like worried because, you know, I, I, at the last movie, Luke didn't meet those expectations that I had. So I've like, I've got to go into it knowing that I shouldn't have the same type of expectations for Luke. And yet at the same time with just the title alone, it promises so much. It's hard not to. Well, I think we've heard that Mark Hamill has been on set, not just visiting, but yes. actually shooting scenes. Yes. But have we, the thing is, they're not showing anything of Luke in the trailers. We hear just the voice, voiceover, just the voiceover. We never see Luke. There's a right. reason we're not seeing Luke. There's a reason and there's a good reason for and not because, well, because we won't see him in the movie. No, I think we will see him in the movie. It's just that they're hiding something from us. Maybe they just don't want us to know if he's coming back as a force ghost. But if he is, that wouldn't be that big of a surprise. So that tells me he's not necessarily a force ghost. So do you guys remember when Solo came out? Did we find out about Maul from a clip before the movie came out? Or did they save that for when the movie came out and everybody, the press no, that release, was, had to sign the NDA? Yeah, NDAs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, because they did a good job with that. I mean, I was completely baffled. At first, I was just like, wait, is this set wait during... A, wait a, I had to wait like a read, second. Like, I thought he died. Oh, they're bringing him back. Oh, no. Okay, okay, that's where Han's set. But they did a good job with that, and I keep thinking, you know, maybe they're going to do the same thing with Hayden and even Obi-Wan. I mean, how cool would it be, you know, to bring back not just Obi-Wan, but to do what we didn't see done in Return of the Jedi, where it's young Obi-Wan. For this battle, Obi-Wan's spirit needs to be at his, you know, the pinnacle of his prowess. And so it reverts to Ewan McGregor form, and we get to watch that. Like, I, I just... See, and I'm already like getting too deep into that. I want to see it happen. <laughs> Field. Well, you are. Back, well, so just a little back. sneak peek at you, Mark. If you didn't get a chance to listen, um, that you're in the Scott Rifen school of thought here, um, uh, which is that it is going to be a sort of like who's who grand finale of bringing back everybody who's the th- the entire thread of the Skywalker saga. Um, and so Scott was in the sort of Anakin appears camp in the, you know, Qui Gon appears. Um, Camp and I and I could see it. I it's part of me doesn't even dare hope though. It seems right. like too much. It seems like too quite literally too too good to be true and too fan service. It it kind of does a little bit. Yeah. Um. Hey, let's take a quick listen right here. I do. I know you. All right. You don't know me. You don't think you do. You don't know the real Ray. I'm a ray of sunshine, mother. Mm-hmm. Let me light this lightsaber up right next to your ear. You'll think. I would watch oh, that. Just watching her jump around in that first 30 seconds, I was like, <gasps> like I'm, I'm almost kind of hoping that, that when she drops that helmet and is running, like that's the beginning of the movie. Like <laughs> I just want to kind of yeah. come right into it and be like, okay, she's out there training. Like, yeah, she's doing her Yoda thing without Yoda. And then you'd be like in the trees or floating above her as the forest ghost Yoda. <laughs> Future, past. <laughs> yeah. I think it'd be funny if Luke just all of a sudden appears and that's when she runs off. She's like, uh-uh, not you again. And she tears off. Like, you throw away the lightsaber? I'm <laughs> running away myself. Um, yeah. I'm trying to... Uh, I was looking for the... Uh, there we go. The Easter egg, so to speak. Because when we... Last week when we recorded, we it was just first reactions. All of the sort of, you know, detailed breakdowns hadn't really come through yet. Uh, and there's a... There's a lot. Uh... The, you kind of talked, you led sort of with the 3PO thing, Mark, which I thought was pretty interesting, but uh, it's most definitely Death Star 2, that she's jumping around inside and that she's confronting Kylo Ren on. Um, See, and, and even that, that's one of those things that I'm purposely telling myself to suspend my, my disbelief or whatever, because I keep watching even you know Return of the Jedi, and I watch the Death Star explode, and I'm like, where's the debris? Where is my smoking gun? There is no, you, little fireflies off the side. Sure, that's that's the debris. We'll pretend that is because yeah. there was nothing left. That Death Star blew up so big, so boom. Hmm. Well, but and and here's the thing. I 
with the idea of the death of the Death Star, there's still a lot of that Imperial fleet. And the Star Destroyers we see throughout the trailer are the classic Star Destroyers. They are not. They're, in fact, not the First Order Star Destroyers. Again, leading to that armada bursting out of the water like a Soviet freaking nuclear submarine in the Cold War. Like and, and the horses running down, it prevents me from thinking, well, maybe this is a flashback to how Snoke got the First Order. Because, you know, the First Order initiative, they sent, Palpatine sent out the best of his fleet outside the galaxy to wait, which, you know, would explain a bunch of Star Destroyers sitting out there of an old era. But yeah. we see current Finn and company riding the horses and stuff on those. So I'm like, okay, well, that can't be it. But it made me think about Zahn's old book series and the Katana fleet, the Black Fleet Crisis. Uh, yep. You know, when they went looking for that, like the resistance right now is prime. If they wanted to bring that story arc back, this would be a perfect way to do it. Do it in the movie form. There's a fleet out there. You know, if we find this fleet, we've just enhanced our firepower. Our actual fleet's going to grow because, you know, they at the end of The Last Jedi... There was like barely like 20 of them or so. It was just, you know, the resistance was basically what was in the Millennium Falcon. So mm-hmm. they've had to do some serious recruiting by the time we get to what is it, 30 seconds in, where we see Lando surrounded by like all these resistance fighters. You're just like, holy crap, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. We get a sneak peek of Billy Lord's Lieutenant Connix and Dominic Monahan, aka Meridoc Brandybuck. Uh, he is, uh, we don't know his character name, but we see them in that shot with Rose, uh, which is pretty cool. So we're just seeing some glimpses of characters we hadn't seen outside of like promo images before, uh, including Zori Bliss, Carrie Russell's character seen in the background of that, um, what I think is a Millennium Falcon, that shot where, uh, C-3PO is being, uh, torn apart. Um, yeah. And we talked about the sort of the horses They're They're called Orbach which I didn't realize when we were streaming last week, but we see Naomi Aki's uh, Janna riding riding them into battle on a freaking... She's riding it or back, like horseback. <laughs> <laughs> or back riding. Exactly. Um, and speaking of characters that we're seeing, this is outside of the trailer, but we're going to see Wedge and Tilly's have a big role in the Resistance Reborn novel. Oh, yes, that's true. Um, and it's official because we there's some unofficial strong rumors that... In fact, Dennis Lawson was returning to the movie. This kind of builds that case. Uh, Bruce, what are we looking at here? Resistance Reborn. Is it out yet? I think it comes out soon. It comes out, I think, next week. I think. The 5th. I think it's whatever. Yeah, I think it's the 5th. Yeah, I'm scrolling way to the bottom of this uh, um, StarWars.com. Yeah, November 5th, available for pre-order right now. Um, That's kind of cool. They're making it official. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's great to get this kind of story because it's beyond the film. Mm-hmm. <gasps> That's a plug for Mark. <laughs> Wait, where is he? Oh, my, Mark is muted. <laughs> they have oh. all the times to be muted. <laughs> Right? And he's that's back. why I'm over here. I'm like, that's that's why we did it, Bruce, right there. Because your fandom lies beyond the films. <laughs> Man, see, I'm, I'm looking at this. I, I want to say it's a secondary throne because we see Ray and Kylo in the throne room at one point with the you know the beat up chair that we recognize but then there's this really cool one that's the reference to the mouth uh ralph mccory uh one where it's got the like you know it almost looks like the night sisters uh the, the mother of them how they had the things in the back of their uh get up yes. but you have to immediately think about the fact that that's got to be doing something for the dark side right that's got to be channeling of some mm. form or fashion or else why would palpatine and i'm assuming it's palpatine that that did it why would he have gone to all that trouble to make it that way and it looks it looks older than hell like it looks like it's been there for a lot longer than it should have been. I mean, mm. it looks like somebody's been chiseling at the chair or, yeah. or carving it out of rock. Of the tree. I, I haven't thought about this, but the tree. In Dagobah? The, the old Force Ghost tree? Or, I mean, the uh, oh. original Jedi Academy temple? N- the one on the island. Yeah, oh. yeah. It was a Jedi temple. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Like, yeah. It kind of does have a similar vibe. I never thought about it until Mark was talking. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. And you talk about that throne room, Mark. Uh, you know, it is the Return of the Jedi throne room confirming this is death star 2 but um when i look at the wreckage here uh and i'm freeze framing it it does look like something that was underwater and isn't any longer just sort of the way things are strewn about i might be just totally reading into it too much but it really does kind of look that way a little bit 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something exploding. Yeah. What's it? What could it be? Yeah. The 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 uh, character, the tiny little character that's digging into C-3PO's brain is called Babu Frick. Uh, <laughs> he's 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 described as a quote tiny droid smith. So he's definitely messing around there in the wires. So that would you know, we've seen C-3PO with red eyes. We've seen him being tinkered with. We've seen him literally saying goodbye. Like it's about as much as they can telegraph a memory wipe as as you can. Now are they and, and are they leaning close to Spider Man here with the red eyes? Are we supposed to assume that's like instant kill mode? <laughs> right. He's what? bad now, like a lightsaber. He's gone red. Mm. <laughs> Bruce, what's that little character's name again? Babu Frick. Babu Frick. Babu. He's, a, he's not a Babu. Ba- Babu. He's a frickin' droid. <laughs> Dude, Isn't Babu thing. the monkey in Aladdin? Babu in, in the in Jungle Aladdin? Book or something, or right? that, No, Babu is the big bear, right? Uh, but it's Balu. Uh, I saw Baloo. it. Oh, Lord, I have mercy. Know. Who knows what Babu. we're talking Wait, isn't that like <clears throat> something from Teletubbies? Uh, Apu? Oh, it was Apu. Yeah, exactly. There's just so much fun happening here, man. Yeah, Y-Wing. Again, the shot of the Y-Wing is, again, another homage to Ralph McQuarrie. It looks like one of the concept paintings that just... Looks amazing, but nothing, nothing too. Um, I like the round dish on top of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, it's right. it did right. it lose its dish in the yes, yes. yes, it did in the Last Jedi. It did. It it happened uh, when Chewie took it down through crate. When he came out the other side, he knocked it off. And, and the only thing about that that kind of upsets me, maybe ish, is in the Disney aspect because now this means that everything that you do at Batu has to happen before this movie. Uh huh. Because the dish has been replaced at right. that point from losing it. Actually, actually, uh, or is no. this really that no. Millennium Falcon? No, no, we're all, we're already messing with continuity. Because think about this, right? Batu takes place after the Last Jedi, so they've right. already lost the sensor dish. Right. So we have to lose it again in this movie for continuity <laughs> to match. Are they going to replace the sensor dish oh, no. at Disney? Uh, and put the round one on. I think. I wonder. Are they going to replace the Disney the the sensor dish in the movie with a banana? That's what I want. Well, I mean, also at the Disney, right? If it takes place after hmm. the Last Jedi, Kylo Ren should be sporting the new helmet, not his old helmet, because he destroyed that helmet in the Last Jedi. That's hmm. a good point too. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm all about this immersion, and I love the way they're doing it, but they're playing it so loose. I don't think on the, the continuity that I'm like, ooh, this is kind of like I'm seeing some things Aaron, you're gonna have to actually Lucasfilm. Mark, I I hate to break it, but I don't think the people who just changed all the menus back to English are really committed to this whole immersion <laughs> thing anymore. Oh, I didn't know they did that. They did. They did. Which one was people the are fault. dumb. People are dumb. Why? Ridic- That's so dumb. Right? Thank you. Why? <laughs> I, pre- I don't understand. I was there. I had no problem reading the menu. Why did you have to go mess it up? <laughs> Bruce, yours so, is the appropriate reaction. So I'm just like, going to ask Riley this one. Mm. Do you think when they're destroying the Vader helmet and the uh, that altar there, do you think that that's actually Cloud City? I know you're big on Cloud City. Next to Michael Morris himself. Uh, No, I don't. I think it's a force vision. I guess I think it's a force vision maybe of Cloud City, but I don't think it's actually Cloud City. I um, originally had, a lot of people heard, you know, we're saying force vision, but I don't think so because if you look, Chewie's bandolier is in the back. And we know 3PO ends up with it. So Chewie's probably going to get kidnapped or God forbid Chewie dies and that's why the bandolier <gasps> is a moon is going to fall on them. <laughs> Right, oh right. Stranger things have happened. Oh, uh, and then there's the aspect that sh- that Ray's got the dagger too. Like, there's a lot going on in that one scene. Hmm. Yeah. No. That is, there. There is. I. I think. I mean. I do think it's that same helmet that uh, Kylo Ren was talking to. Uh, <laughs> was his like bedside buddy in uh, the so Force Awakens? Do we Awakens. think this might be like his new Supreme Leader Suite bedroom? <laughs> it's pretty nice. <laughs> Sweet Lots of bedroom, it right? Does. Right, like he's just like he's got the Donald Trump uh, luxury level up there. He's just like we've got it's bigger, it's better, it's wider, it's yeah. it's crazy, it's crazy up in here. Yep, because uh, yeah. it, it is a white like house. That, mm. that there's a it almost looks like Vader's hyperbolic chamber in the background kind of thing, right in or behind where the bandolier itself is, and they're oh, all. 
on a straight line, too. It's you are reading so much into so much that you are going to get so disappointed when you go see this movie. Because <laughs> you have so many good ideas I, that they're not going to be fulfilled. This, this is true. I can't argue. I can't argue. Um, oh I'd rather gosh. see Mark's movie now than this one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at the... Um, so uh, I was trying to think if there's anything else significant you know everyone's speculating is that the emperor it looks like the emperor there that ray's facing off with which is kind of cool you see lando there's a few other things but that seemed that's really the big stuff the new and fun little fact they also released a new poster and the poster has is the top build cast member is carrie fisher it's a little tribute to to carrie there but no sign of carrie or no sign of luke vader no literally no original trilogy um i guess iconography until you get to a pretty small detail in the x-wing star destroyers um falcon and then you know r2 they're super super tiny um past die (laughs) yeah i guess so zori bliss is looking pretty cool holding out like two blasters on that trailer that uh, Mm -hmm. trailer uh, on that poster that was pretty cool too so yeah, we'll uh, we'll be tracking the story as as more tross details um, uh, leak out. Anything I missed, guys? Anything that you've had a chance to see or ponder on Rise of Skywalker in the in the week since we've had the fallout uh, on the trailer? Speak now or forever hold your peace. Oh. Now, there's it's one of those things because now is kind of the last chance we get to talk about this trailer because literally as we're recording this podcast on Monday night. We're waiting for the next Star Wars trailer. Mm-hmm. The Mandalorian. How do you know there's going to be another trailer? Well, they announced it on the Disney Twitter, so hopefully. Yeah. Oh, so, so it's yeah. official. So it's, they said tonight, and it's 9 o'clock, so I'm hoping it'll probably drop here while we record. But uh, before we do that, uh, let's. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about... There's, this has been a pretty heavy news week, guys. I'm not even going to lie. The uh, Ewan McGregor has been out and about... Uh, blabbing his mouth about obi-wan and how he's been lying to us for months no years um in fact i'm he, not sure i'm not sure I'm, I'm not i'm not i'm not sure yeah straight from uh, we got an article at comicbook.com after 14 years of waiting star wars fans are thrilled to learn that ewan mcgregor will be reprising his role as obi-wan kenobi quote Woo-hoo! it wasn't always going to be a series not initially Ewan McGregor said with, uh, in an interview with Coming Soon, quote, When we first started uh, to talk about it, it really wasn't in the cards. Everything changed so much, so quickly. That's my Ewan McGregor impression. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so bad. Um, it's really exciting now. I, uh, I'm really into the idea of being able to tell the story over several hours instead of just one hit. I think it's going to be really cool. Oh, uh, man. How cool would it be if they do it like 24 yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like this whole series is going to take place in no. 24 hours. No, no, you're no. getting 24 episodes all an hour each and you're going to live with Obi-Wan for a day. You're like I don't know. Like it's, I, I think I'm kind of be more want... upset to find out that they halfway through the mm. season go, "Oh, and we've picked up for a season 2." Like I want them to have what they want planned, mapped out and be done. Like, I, I like, think I hope they do and I think they I, I think they probably will. They've said six episodes and then they're they haven't announced anything about a follow-on season. They have for Mandalorian, but nothing on Kenobi yet. Which I think So you think they will only do one season? Mini series is the way to go. I think that's the way they're going right, to do it. Right. Bruce, why are you laughing at us? I'm just picturing an Obi-Wan series where I get really disappointed cuz it's like six episodes of him just sitting in his hut sighing. <sighs> if there was something to do. Boy, I wish, wish the boy were older. So, Bruce, did you ever get a chance to read uh, Jude Watson's The Last of the Jedi series? Uh, no. So, you know, I, I think about that series as one of the great jump-off points. Everybody goes, oh, Kenobi by John Jackson Miller. Don't get me yes. wrong. Great, great story. Would love to see elements of that in there. Uh, but the thing that I think that they should do is what's closer to the guise of what they did in The Last of the Jedi. And in that, there was a, a Jedi named Ferris Olin, who was one of Anakin's rivals when they were kids in the earlier book series, who left the Order. So that's how he survived Order 66. And he's basically going around saving his friends, any of them that he can find. He's basically making a Jedi Underground Railroad. 
And he stumbles across Kenobi. He finds out where Kenobi's at and gets a hold of Kenobi, comes and meets him on Tatooine. And Kenobi actually leaves to help him out for a short period of time. It, you know, by the time the book series is over, Kenobi comes back and he's like, I can never leave here again. You can't come back to, you know, you have to do it on your own. And I believe you can do it kind of thing, but you've, I've got to stay here and I've got my reason for it. And in the end, Ferris becomes to Leia what Kenobi was to Luke. And unfortunate as it is, he was on Alderaan when the Death Star showed up. So it had this really cool tie in and everything, but that aspect of Obi-Wan leaving Tatooine just long enough to help with some critical mission because he felt willed by the force and he even felt the will of the force to bring him back. You know, he, he knew when it was time to go. Uh, and that's the angle I think they should play into it at some form or fashion, like whether they do it right away or towards the end of the book or book of the season. I think that that would be a really cool thing to do. Plus, it would add that element of, oh, crap, Vader's looking for him because you could have, you know, do like uh, Prison Break season two where, you know, Vader's the FBI and Kenobi's the brothers just going around the corner. Or every time Vader comes around the corner, you're like, oh, my God, he's on your butt. He can send you through the forest. Run, Obi, run. Yeah, I think it would be interesting. It just occurred to me. Well, first of all, mm. I was never a big fan about having a Kenobi movie because I really? felt like, well, yeah, because I mean, yeah, I read the John Jackson Miller book yeah. and I really enjoyed it, but it's not epic enough. And I don't think there would be enough interest from casual Star Wars fans to go see an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie hmm. because He's probably not going to face off with Vader, and there's like a lot of things that he can't do because he's in hiding. I think it works better mm. that it is going to be a TV series because the the, the the series those can focus more on character, and so you you, yeah. know, you can have more of these. It doesn't have to be as epic, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, uh, right. But what would be cool is, you know, we hear Darth Vader say to Obi-Wan on the Death Star, you know, about last time I saw you, I was the learner. Now I'm the master. Mm -hmm. Yep. So he can't see Vader again. But wouldn't it be interesting at some point they do kind of cross paths without necessarily seeing each other, but sensing each other? Because now when Darth Vader mm -hmm. says that line, when he's by the Falcon in A New Hope, he's like, I haven't felt since this since you could think oh yeah since he almost ran into obi-wan in the series like little things when like you that. could you could have the inquisitors be part of the problem too like he could yes. go up against a brother or a sister yeah. and you know it ends with him killing that one and vader getting a message like oh there was a reports of a jedi it could be kenobi You're like, kenobi kenobi <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it's 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 interesting because the character of Maul became so intertwined with Kenobi's character from all of the Clone Wars mythology, but I don't think Clone Wars had a wide enough audience or reach to lean on that character connection for people who don't know that history, who don't know the Clone Wars rise of Maul and Savage Opress and, you know, literally kind of like Shelob clamoring out of his lair coming back to life through dark arc a uh, dark you know magic and and so i but without that i do have a hard time of thinking like how do you make the obi-wan series epic like do you i could see maybe spanning a large amount of time like really kind of chronicling the full span of uh, 19 years that he's on tatooine and you know age up uh ewan mcgregor as he as he goes and maybe CGI age him down on the first episode, like make him Revenge of the Sith right out of Revenge of the Sith for the first episode, and then like Rogue One right before A New Hope for the last episode. And I could see that sort of having an interesting dynamic and not feeling like a a useless side adventure that didn't need to be told. I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I went the, down for that. I I went the last episode of Kenobi mm. to be him seeing the Tuscan Raiders going after Luke and then just seeing him walk off into the distance towards the Tuscan Raiders to, <laughs> to rescue Luke yeah. and making the great dragon sound. And that's how right. it ends. Right. Yeah. That'd be pretty great. I don't know. You know, it's like, it's going to be interesting how they approach the Kenobi series. Yeah, cause I, I have no idea what kind of storyline this is going to go. Cause it can't be about Luke, about him watching over Luke. Cause that would be boring after a while. There really isn't much mm -hmm. he can do with Luke. How would you feel, though, if we saw a younger version of Luke played, of course, by a different actor? By Sebastian Stan, of course. No, um, I'm talking about... Like, <laughs> well, here's, here's one for you, though. If, if you're talking about Luke, Bruce, what if someone 
discovers Luke, Luke's potential and what Kenobi's doing there. Now you've got a moral dilemma. How far will Kenobi go to protect Luke? Mm-hmm. True. Hmm. I don't, yeah, I, I'd be interesting to see. I don't know. I would like to see um, a young teenage Luke. Or dare I say like a eight-year-old Luke. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, I, abs- exactly. Absolutely. And here's another thing I was just thinking of. You know, there's rumors, and I don't really believe this, or speculation, and I don't really believe it, that Ray could be a descendant of Kenobi. What if we see Kenobi meet with a woman, have a child, right. and that child is then the parent of Ray? Right, mm-hmm. right. I, I don't I, know. I, I doubt I, that. I, that. That's <laughs> honestly, that has always been one of those thoughts that a lot of people have had. And it, it came in the guise of, well, you know, you think about the timing of it. That would that time that he's out there in the in the deserts of Tatooine, all lonely and trying to be a simple man, making his way in the universe and stuff. And a man's got needs after all. So, you know, I mean, uh, maybe Shiloh about there, she decides like, hey, this Kenobi cat, like, he looks like he's single like a Pringle. And maybe she wants to do a little pop on the side and stuff and maybe you know they kind of you know got stuck out there in a sandstorm and stuff with the tuscan raiders out there kind of lured obi-wan over there to help her and you know oh no there's all this sand in we got to stay in here and hey she's cold and i just you know it's all basic survival there uh you know yoda i just had to kind of climb into bed and i she whoa great so calm down, lady. and then you and know then, now, now i'm uh, i'm in trouble and then it freaks you out because then they really disrupt the universe by saying it was Mara Jade that Obi hooked up with. I would be okay with that. I honestly like. I, I I know that there's characters like Mara Jade. You're never gonna get any other way. But like, cause like this Jana character, I was just like, you couldn't have called her Jana. You really, you couldn't have called her Jana. Right. So close. Right. Jana, Jana. Yeah. No, I could I could see that. I could see that. Um, it's- to me because when I do the speaks to the speech to text on my phone and I say <laughs> I'm gonna pick up Jaina, it puts Jaina's name as either Gina, Jana, or Jane. And I'm like, none of this freaking phone. <laughs> uh, that's hilarious. Well, what's funny is, uh, so uh, my wonderful fiance just showed me that the Mandalorian trailer two just dropped. However, oh, yeah. I am currently ref- refreshing the Star Wars YouTube channel. And it still too. and it still hasn't shown up for me. But I, yeah. I so I questioned. I thought well, maybe it's the original trailer. And then she showed me. No, in fact, it is trailer two. Um, oh, so she's watched it. She's she's wa- She's literally watched it. She's like right next to me. She's okay, so you need to put her on the okay, mic. So, tell us about that's saying, awesome. Uh, so we want to get. They want to get your reaction. Yeah, Can you give it a hot? All right, it. she's coming over here. Hot take from Savannah. Since she she opted in for YouTube notifications on the uh, podcast, and this is, is what is this live? No, well, I mean, yes, kind is of. I don't edit. edit this out. No, there's yes. no literally no. I never edit. Uh, I was <laughs> like super excited to get the content prior to Riley, so I didn't really pay that much attention. There was a child and the Ooh. new droid thing. Okay, the the bounty hunter, like the IG eleven. Skinny, yes. Yeah, IG. yeah. He was shooting things. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like like blasters? Oh, and we heard the Mandalorian himself speak, and I feel like we haven't heard him speak I don't think prior we have. to this. So that could be oh, wow. What did he say? Um, he you was, can play it. I can like, literally put it on the microphone. You can listen. It it, hopefully it is actually. <laughs> he said, Riley, you have right, thanks, to Savannah. <laughs> Everybody, hot takes from Savannah. Um, there we go. Podcasting debut. Uh, I'm Thank very using my job as producer. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe it's sometimes these things show up on Twitter and stuff. Before. That's what I'm doing now. Looking and getting ready to look on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Bruce is on the hunt. <laughs> this reminds me. This is like deja vu. This is exactly. Oh, there it is. Ding ding. Where? Where? Aaron just yes. tweeted it out. Aaron Goins, but I'm pulling it up. Do we want to all sync up and watch this? Yes. Okay. Yes. The answer is always yes. yes. All right. So I'm pulling it up. Nobody started. All right. Hold your hold on to your butts. You're going to show it to us, Riley. Is that the deal? Uh, I I don't have that that capability. Okay. Sync up. Sync up. Yeah. Yeah. So I have to find Aaron. I'll send. send, I'm sending you guys. Everybody, calm down. Everybody, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sending you guys the link. We're the only people in the world that hasn't seen this trailer. (laughs) I'm ticking. Oh, I found his, it's on Twitter. I see it. Please type in type faster. <laughs> okay, there it is. Like, no, All it right, everybody, like, take your time, breathe, load it up, get it <gasps> zero seconds. <It's> like- <laughs> 
Uh, well, uh, I'll crank up. I'm cranking up the volume. I've zeroed it out. Uh, just uh, let notify me once you guys have it up, and we'll be ready. I'm already watching. It. No, don't you dare. Yeah. Pause All it. Right, I'll pause. All right, thank you. All right. It starts out the same last one, it, right? It does start yeah. out the same shot as the last okay. one, which is can be confusing. I was panicking. I'm like, oh, this isn't right. No, nope, it's the right trailer. I full screen. I'm gonna do three, two, one, go, and we'll okay. watch. All right, ready? Two, one, go. No, I, I'm, I'm. Wait for. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. Play. Is the world more peaceful since the revolution? Is that you talking? It is a shame that your people suffered. That's the break bad bad guy. But bounty hunting is a complicated profession. They said you were coming. They said you were the best in the Parsec. Would you agree? That was a lot. That was more intriguing, I would say, for sure, than the first one. Uh, Bruce, oh, your reaction? Man. Hit me. Uh, no porgs, but <laughs> no. Uh, no puffer pigs. I do want to see little fun like mm-hmm. creatures, though, but this is really compelling. Like This is like serious Star Wars. <laughs> this is like serious Star Wars, huh? Yeah. I love... Well, let's break it down. Let's go straight through it. Um, Bru- uh, Mark, your, your reaction? Evolve. I, I just I love the fact that we got the carbonite and I, I mm, heard yep. that one of those is uh, Morallo Evol I, I believe was uh, his name our, yep, our yep. good friend Steve Stanton's uh, character from the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that's cool to see that connection. Yeah. You know I mean and, and that's what I'm talking about. Like when when I was mentioning before seeing Sabine Wren in some form or fashion, something like that where you know it doesn't have to be something big. You know just off in the side. At some point I want to see because she's a Mandalorian and she had a pretty big. You know, hand in helping their culture move along after the Empire, that I would love to see some kind of connection there. Uh, but I love the fact that it's all just, it feels so real. It feels so dirty. And it, yeah. you just feel like this is a band of Mandalorians and other bounty hunters because you don't quite get the full Mandalorian vibe. Like Cara Dune's character, I'm just like, ooh, what's up with her? Like she does have a Mandalorian vibe at times, but at the same time, that could just be any kind of armor. She could just be any kind of bounty hunter. I, these are, there are characters in this that I can't wait to learn more about. And that's yeah. what's exciting because it looks awesome. I'm jumping straight into it, guys. It's the I love the gunslinger western spaghetti western look, especially the desert plant. Yes, it looks like Tatooine, but even more so, it looks like you know Death Valley or some kind of uh, old western. When you see uh, jump, if you jump in about twenty two, twenty five seconds in, you see the first sequence where the Mandalorian is walking through a cavern and he's jumped by a couple of these uh, Trandoshans. And you yeah. see him for the first time brandish the holiday special rifle, which is right. evidently like a vibro rifle. In fact, the same kind of tech seems to be that the the tech that the Magna Guards. Excuse me, while I push up my glasses, this is the same tech the uh, Magna Guards wielded in Revenge of the Sith. You can see it right there. So, um, <laughs> I, it, see, I'm stuck 58 seconds in where he comes out that door and knocks the stormtrooper's hand down and blasts. You're getting ahead of things. Slow down, Mark. Oh, slow down. Man. Slow down, sir. I, I wait, wait, I fine. No. 
full throttle. With <laughs> um, uh, the it's like when we saw a, a photo of that at one point. Yeah, a couple was, few weeks wasn't ago. that also D twenty three? Yeah, it may have been, but it's like the it didn't they didn't look all that real. But now, I mean, of course, it's moving faster. Seeing as video, yeah, it makes me think that what we saw and what we're seeing here is those are just like stunt people, and it's not like the full, you know, makeup. Uh, that you would see like in close-up yes. shots. Yeah, no. It... Now, when we see all these bounties, I would say, all in carbonite, and I love th- that throwback to, you know, Han being frozen, it almost looks like this is part of the introduction. Like, you know, we're just establishing, you know, he is a badass, he gets a lot of bounties, he's coming in to collect kind of thing. Or do you think this is something we're going to progressively see throughout an episode instead of like an introduction? Hmm. I don't, I, I, no, I think this is, most of this stuff is probably from the first episode. That's the way most of these tra- trailers work anyway. Like there's a shot at 43 seconds where you see the unloading of kind of one, two, three, four, and it looks like more of the uh, carbonite cases being unloaded. Like this is obviously a well-established, complicated profession, as he says. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get, we get uh, more shots of the, oh, dang it, I forgot the ship's name. You know the ship, the cool ship, the Mandalorian ship. The, the Firefly. Oh, yeah, his. Well, I'm looking at the other ship next to it. It almost looks like a, a mix between like a snow speeder and a like a short-nosed Ewing. Oh, in, in that same shot? You're right. Background. Uh, it looks like a freighter. Yeah. It looks like a freighter, the Razor though. Crest, by the way. Yeah, thank you. Is razor what... Crest. Um, the, the one next to the Razor Crest at 43 seconds does look kind of like, if you look out to the left of the sort of, <laughs> the sort of fat dude... <laughs> who's sitting there unloading the carbonite. You see, uh, it looks kind of like a freighter um, a little bit. Could that be the one bounty hunter from Rebels? The the big dude? The the one that was friends with Sabine Wren, the the chick bounty hunter that had that one ship? I don't, maybe, I don't don't know enough off the top. I don't know enough with the first impression to see here. Honestly, I, I I love though when he opens the door and all the stormtroopers there. It almost feels like it's a total setup. You're like, ah, oh, you're in trouble now. Let's see. Yeah, it, you see, he walks into this sort of, well, cantina-looking place, and you see uh, this one blonde chick uh, and the alien dudes, and they're all kind of looking at him. Oh, fun little fact: at 52 seconds, you'll see down in the lower left a dude wearing. Uh, rebel glasses and hat from Hoth looking uh, vibe there. That's kind of a cool little Easter egg. Unless I'm totally mistaken. But again, it's a very, it's a very throwing it back to a new hope. Looks like the cantina. And of course you see the, the compartment door. We've already seen this room. We've seen this monologue by, um, I'm so bad with names guys, but it's new. It's new. We haven't seen it yet, but the, this whole, uh, monologue here let's take a listen to the clip in the parsec would you agree and then just kicking butt <laughs> uh is that a lot of these are like different shots of the same scenes we we saw in the first trailer so we're not seeing a lot new here um well uh, wait, did you notice ex- hang after on the kid that hang- reaches out Hang on. Hang. Hold on to your butts. Are you at 105? I'm at 104. 10. Yeah, that's that's a that's a gunship of the Federation. It's, the, it's, the Separatist. it's a Separatist. You're right. That is a droid gunship from Revenge of the Sith. And look at the next shot. Uh, 105, right in the background. Oh, you're right. Yep. That's a B2. That is a, a, the big droid. super battle droid. Battle droid. Guys. Wow. It's the prequels. It's my babies. There's more than one. They've come home. There, there looks like there's at least two there. There's one coming towards them with his left arm raised, and there's one behind him with its right arm yep. raised, mm-hmm. shooting yep. in another direction. This uh, gives me the vibes Ooh, of flashbacks. Rogue one. Yeah. This feels right? like a Rogue One. Like if I was going to pick this to in terms of feel, it mm-hmm. feels more like Rogue One than any other Star Wars so, movie. So. That little girl that they're running with at, at 105, that's got to be the little girl that reached her hand out. What if that's Cara Dune then? What if we're seeing Cara uh, Dune? Maybe a origin? flashback. Oh, hmm. That's true. I could see that. 
Yeah, that'd be cool. I think that's because that would that would establish that you're in the Clone Wars for this flashback, which would also put her at about that age, which would give us more, which would be giving us basically live action Clone Wars. Dude, yes, (laughs) dude. You just made my day with that one. I can't. Jeez. I wonder yeah. if there's anybody working on this show that had anything to do with the Clone Wars. <laughs> right? Bravo, sir. You, <laughs> you make a good. You make a good point. You. Yes. We we get more shots of this same scene that we've seen before of him uh, freaking lasso in the Quarren before he gets dragged in and chopped in half. Super super uh, super gory. We get. I love the rhino looking thing. What man. is that? We've seen it before, but it's like an old raggedy version of him. It's not a reek. That's got that's got fur. It's like the uh, arena in Attack of the Clones. Kind of reminds me. Well, that's what he's saying. The reek. Uh, I don't. Right. But uh, it just. It is. I don't sim- think that is. No. Yeah. Uh, oh no! Those creatures are from Clone Wars, right? Have I seen those creatures in Clone Wars? I don't know. Ask Dave Filoni. I know. Probably. Um, this is the thing. This is the thing that'll be on all of the like Easter egg breakdowns in two hours, and we're recording this literally right as it drops. But um, oh, this is kind of funny. But speaking of Reek, it, it would be kind of poetic to have a Mandalorian facing off against one. It kind of looks like it. Like he, he's quite literally lassoed him, and is being dragged from behind. It looks some, like something right out of Attack of the Clones. Is that world? Re- Who is playing the weird goggle dude? Do we know? I'm sure we do. That's a lot of prosthetics. I heard like you were going to ask if it's Warwick Davis. I have not heard anything about him being in, in that role, but I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm what it maybe it kind of looks like him, and it's the kind of role he would play. But surely they would, um, they would disclose it. Well, he is like everywhere, so yeah, <laughs> it could be. Him. I mean, he's in he's in Solo. I forgot he was in Solo till we re we watched it recently. Yeah. Um. Interesting. Well, uh, yeah, we see a little bit more of him uh, partnered up with... Oh, Bill Burr. I saw Bill yeah, Burr. Yeah, no, I saw him when I first saw it, yeah. Uh, let's He's see. He's got like a really cool little third arm pop out. Dude, he looks badass. <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty great. Um, <laughs> yeah, we see... Uh, we see Before we get to Bill Burr, oh. we, we see um, oh, Cara Dune... Uh, shouldering something on her backpack, kind of smiling at the Mandalorian. So it looks like they have, I mean, I'm sure they have a kind of history. She has some sort of like satchel. Of course, she's a, a ex-rebel shock trooper. Um, and the new posters they put out today show her showcasing the like heavy blaster that the rebel shock troopers uh, use in Battlefront. It's pretty cool. Nice. Um, nice. But you say she kind of like... 134, he's holding up that taser looking right, you know, rifle that we see from the holiday special. It kind of gets the feeling like, you know, how you said it does what the the Magna Guards do with the Electro Staff at the end. But I, I think what it does is I think it builds up a charge that you can use like that, or it's kind of like Zeb's where, it, you know, you could launch it off if you needed to. Hmm. You know, where his weapon from a rifle to, oh. a, to a staff. Mark, you, you fast-forwarded past the, the his wife, the Mandalorian's it, 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 my, wife. My thing's jumping. Did, where are we at? Then? All right, we're so 120, 126. 126. Okay. Um. I'm 10 seconds I ahead. I don't know if it's uh, the wife, but it looks like it. There's something going on. Also, she looks Kiwi, um, kind of like Tamara Morrison kind of thing. I wonder if there's any FET connection here. I mean, right. it's just purely they kind of looks like a... The daughter of his mentor. Yeah. Yep. And then, of course, there's the yep, and there, there's the shot of Bill Burr, who looks kind of freaking badass. I'm not going to lie. Right. All bot, bald. He's got the little uh, blaster that folds over his shoulder. Um. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um. Oh, and then we see a shot of Giancarlo Esposito's character, the sort of rogue Imperial, flying his Tie Fighter. But we see the Ma- the Mandalorian, uh, la- literally uh, grapple the Tie Fighter and jump on top of it. Um. Right before it cuts away, and we see what you were talking about, Mark, him raising the uh. The freaking vibro rifle, pointing it ahead. Oh, it sounds so cool. It sounds so cool. Mm. Uh, Mark, I know you have to bounce here in a second. I'm gonna play the uh, I'm gonna play the audio right here at the end and get your sort of final thoughts on the trailer here, because I want to take a listen to the um, the actual audio, m- m- paying attention to kind of the music and dialogue here, and then we'll get your final thoughts. 
They said you were coming. They said you were the best in the Parsec. Would you agree? Take us out, Mark. I, I detect a lot of marching bands are going to be using this theme song because that's that's got a, a great bombastic trumpet horn section sound to it. I absolutely love it. Uh, you know, th- like I said before, man, I'm excited about the interconnectivity. You know, you think about, you know, people are still calling the books and comics the expanded universe. You know, they still don't believe because it's it's movies mm-hmm. that drive Star Wars. The movies are canon. Everything else is secondary. Well, if that's the case, then the TV is a T canon in a sense. And I look forward to them drawing on everything that's came before, like they've done with the other shows. Um, with you know, in this case, you've got cartoon shows that clearly they're drawing from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm excited about that. Everything that the cartoon shows and the TV shows before have put out there for Mandalorians to be where we're at in the timeline and to pick up running with a new character i think it's going to be super awesome um you know we're going to be able to see a section of the galaxy that we've got to play around with on you know role-playing games and stuff like that but we're finally going to watch it come to life like you said getting to see the clone wars live action yeah that's going to be awesome for so many people and and you know you've got uh john favreau attached to this oh man dude it's going to be awesome there's just no way getting about it I'm excited, man. That's all I can say. I'm just, yeah. I'm beyond tickled. Uh, I look forward to every time they drop a little bit more to this. I yeah. can't wait for November 12th. It's just a couple <laughs> weeks, man. Just a couple weeks. Appreciate it, man. I know you got to roll. Um, so we'll say yeah. goodbye here uh, at Illogical Rogue 2, Mr. Mark Hurlman. Appreciate it as always. Uh, Bruce Gibson, uh, why don't you help round us out your uh, sort of parting thoughts here on the uh, just dropped second trailer on a week in a row. <laughs> Deja vu here. <laughs> I think this looks great. You know, I've always wanted to see Star Wars on TV. And at one point, we did get that in the mid-80s with <laughs> the two Ewok movies. And it's just, you know, it was TV production, you know? And the special effects look like crap. And it just didn't feel right. And I always thought, if they ever did Star Wars on TV, they have to get it right. But I don't think we'll ever see that. Mm. Well, now I'm seeing it. This is exactly how it should be. It yeah. feels like a cinematic movie. It The special effects are great. Of course, you know, I'm assuming the acting is great, too, because I know they got some wonderful actors in this. And I mean, it's just the people who are behind this are just fantastic people. And, you know, what I've seen in this trailer has got me even more pumped. Um, There's just so much more that we haven't seen, and I'm just dying to see it. Second of all, I'm looking at the menu at Galaxy's Edge, and I see, yeah, it says fried chicken, smoked pork ribs. I mean, what happened to the Star Wars names? I'm sorry. This isn't right. His heart's broken, everybody. The show got it right. The menu got it wrong. (laughs) Well, I can say it better myself. Well, folks, that's going to wrap up an episode, another episode of the Star Wars Report. You know, uh, episode 400, you know. That's all. That's all. That's all. You know. Listen, we just roll past it like it's nothing. Yeah, because we're saving the big stuff for 500. <laughs> exactly, right? We don't want to jump the gun or anything. We're waiting until 500. Hey, you know what? I watch this trailer and I see uh, a little piece of what I think George Lucas's live action series would have looked like. He always wanted to yes. make it, he always struggled with the technology and the budget and the platform to release this kind of thing. And when I see Star Wars, when I see Spaghetti Western, when I see elements of the prequels like wrapped up in here, then I, I see George Lucas's Star Wars, and that makes me freaking excited. Uh, looks amazing. Can't wait for The Mandalorian. Hey, stay tuned in between episodes. Uh, the best way to do it is over at Patreon. Supporting us at Patreon is a way to keep the show going and get some awesome exclusive bonus content 
our weekly Rogue Transmissions podcast is available right there. Uh, just for a dollar level, you can chip in and get in on the uh, group chat that we have exclusively for patrons where we talk during the week, uh, as well as access to all of our previously released episodes, the entire archive right there. And for the Rogue Transmissions $5 level, it's our weekly bonus podcast. Um, we just appreciate appreciate you guys who are helping out the show, especially now we're ramping up. We got a lot of big projects that are going to take a lot of time, some some cash infusion as I uh, get set up for Star Wars tonight. Returning, we will be doing more live streams in the final months. Well, final month really, leading into the Rise of Skywalker, especially as the Mandalorian debuts. We'll be doing reactions to those episodes as they come out. A lot of content coming, both to the podcast feed and of course to the exclusive Patreon feed. So uh, check it out over at patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. And of course, keep in touch with us on social media. It's at Admiral underscore Rex for Bruce. I am at the Riley Guy on Twitter and Instagram. Best place to follow me. And of course, the show is at Star Wars Report. Wherever you get podcasts or follow podcasts on social media, that's pretty much where we are. And of course, look at the show notes, episode 400 at starwarsreport.com. Links to everything we talked about. And we will be back once again next week with more Star Wars. It's all Star Wars. It's all the time. That's an original. <laughs> it's a trademark. <laughs> no. Hi, I'm Billy Boyd and I played Pippin in Lord of the Rings and you're listening to the Star Wars Report. <laughs> Just a little uh, little uh, Lord of the Rings reference. What is he talking about? Lord of the Rings! No! <laughs> he needs to talk about Mandalorian. Some... Oh, I mean Rise of Skywalker. Oh, you know. <laughs> Fool of a took. Um, it, there's the Lord of the Rings connection now. I mean, I know you had to go. Sorry about that. I, I, if I was tracking, I would uh, uh, ran. I think it was a smooth transition. Fine. Anyway, I think we would kind of come into the close conversations that worked out. Yes. I will. Um, I'll probably upload this tomorrow uh, since it's my day off and it's timely. I'll uh, get it right up since the trailer just came out. But appreciate it, man. Yeah. As happy 400. Always. Happy 400. <laughs> you slow. You sound so tired. <laughs> All right, man. We'll be in touch. Appreciate it. All right. All right. Slow. Bye. Bye.